Hello and welcome to the Embra Football Podcast. I'm Andrew and alongside me is Callum. Callum, how are we doing this evening? Ah, not too bad, mate. Still adjusting to the new theme tune, but aye, not too bad yourself. Yeah, the same actually. Aye. It's getting quite a lot to get used to, but uh, we'll crack right on, Callum, because there's a lot to get through tonight. Uh, a jam-packed show as always. We'll start with Hearts. Defeat last weekend, Callum, 2-0 away in St Mirren, and it was pff, unexpected, really. Yeah, well, sat here on the podcast last week and literally turned around and said that I thought Hibs and Hearts would record comfortable victories. I genuinely thought that they would bounce back from poor recent form and sort of get up and running again. And unfortunately for neither of them, it was the polar opposite. Um, And it's, it's not a great result. It's a very... I think it was a winnable game for Hearts, but I just think it was a bad day, bad day at the office for them. The goals, I mean, we won't, won't dwell on it too much. We're going to speak more about the December and the upcoming month, but the goals of a, of a concern to you? Or, I mean, I mean, the first goal for me is, and it's, it's, I'm going to say one in a million, but it's certainly 99 times out of 100, it's, it's, it's not going in. Do you, for me, I'm actually, in the past, I've maybe laid some blame at Slamel's door, have, but... Aye. I'm not on this occasion. You're not. I, I don't think See, there so. We go. We'll, I, I, we'll, uh, we'll, dis- we'll agree to disagree here because I thought he should be doing better. I know it takes a. I know it swerves in the air and I know it, but for me, it's not gone sort of top corner or anything. It's it's Central. a wee bit. It's a wee bit similar to what was it? David Bentley's goal for Spurs <laughs> at Highbury, uh, uh, Emirates, yeah, all those yeah. years ago in that four-all draw, mm-hmm. and. People looked at Almunia there, so for me it's it's very similar. And I've always said that Zlamo wasn't so much at fault in previous weeks, but I think I think That's weird, isn't it? So yeah, the I, one that you I think, think the one that you think he, I think, he isn't. He I think isn't. some blame has to be laid at his door because the only reason I'm saying that is because I think the starting position. Is good. He's got quite a. a I suppose that's a problem. <laughs> in the catch twenty two, aren't you? If you're that goalkeeper, it maybe likes to be that maybe a sweeper keeper type. Maybe start with a higher line. If Hamill picks it up and slips a through ball through, then he's in the right position. Then he's in a fantastic position. Whereas if he's sitting five yards further back, that ball comes through, then they could have a run on him. Yeah, I understand. That's that. the only reason why I'm yeah, saying. I, I can understand where you're coming from, but for me, I think he shouldn't be getting beaten. Fair enough. From that from that range, fair enough. Unless and to be fair, take nothing away from the strike. He hits it very well, but I think I think he himself knew that he could have done better there. Fair point. You, you look at the reaction of the players when goals like that go in, mm. and it's it wasn't brilliant from from Big Bobby. So I think in the second goal, second goal, we I said we've said it before on the podcast that Hearts this season have conceded unhearts like goals. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. I think they were very static. The ball came into the box and a lot of players were just standing watching that as it sort of rebounds into Hamill. And it's a good finish. I don't think Zlamo has any chance there, but it's very static from Hearts third, being very very reactive instead of mm. Mm. proactive to stopping the ball. And it's a poor goal to lose. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to dwell on it uh, and go over too much of the games but is this was it a bad day at the office or are we seeing an underlying issue now Callum because it's 
You know, the last goal they scored was the 23rd of October uh, away to Dundee in a 3 victory. Since then, you know, no goals, four defeats, one draw. It's, it's not looking good, Cal. Yeah, it's, it's not a great run. I think you take into account that two of those games were against Celtic. Mm-hmm. So, you, you certainly, that's a factor. They've also played Killy, tough game, and they've played Tibbs, Derby. Yeah. These these games can go either way. Yeah. So, it's one of those where, yeah, are you worried? But Yeah, I think a little bit, but is it now beginning to show how much Hearts miss Stephen A. Smith? Is it as simple as that? Is it as simple as... Naismith and Uchi unavailable, therefore Hearts can't score. Well, I Simple think, as that. Well, when, when you start the season, I think you would have, would have liked another striker in. Craig Whiting didn't have much of a pre-season, so he's building up match fitness. I do think there is a player in there. I think his movement's good and he's got good f- footwork. And it's just getting a goal. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll set him off. Stephen McLean... He's this, not a goal scorer. This, we this, spoke about this in pre-season. This was the thing. Last year when he was with St Johnston, you know, he didn't score that many goals. Maybe he was setting up more than not. And then he came into Hearts, he got a few at the start of the season. I think he scored about five or six. And now you're a bit... He's he's the focal point. He's the main striker. They're relying on him. Mm-hmm. And he's never been a 20-goal-a-season striker. Well, we said he's, that, he's he? ne- Yeah. We said that. But the thing is, Stephen McLean's great foil for if he's got a strike partner up like Anucci or Naismith mm. that he can feed off. So, okay. you know, I, I don't want to say it's too much, but certainly Hearts have to look into other options to get to get the goals. Yeah, It's the tail of the international break, isn't it? You know, yeah. there was an international break... In October. Uh, in October, they beat Aberdeen, they beat Dundee. Since then, it's been poor. And then... Another international break, and we both said last week. Hopefully, this is the time now that Hibs and Hearts would just put that put that little spell between the two breaks behind them. But if not, they backed it up with a poor result. Cam, we said we wanted to focus on games coming up because it's a hectic, uh, a December, hectic December. Yeah. You know, Hearts seven seven games, seven, seven games, games. You know, yeah. three at home, four away. The home games are Rangers, Motherwell, and Hamilton. The away games, St Johnston, Livingston, Aberdeen and Hibs. It's a, a hectic December. No Celtic in there, but yeah. but they face Rangers. We'll start on Saturday, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, should I say, at home to Rangers. Then they go St Johnston away. There's two difficult games in the space of three days. Yeah, well, it's... It's massive, I think. Rangers at home, Hearts have a full-strength team. I'm sitting here going, that's comfortable. Mm. That is comfortable. Rangers away from home this season... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Struggled. Their, their form hasn't been brilliant. You know, they have beaten the teams that they've be, ex, been expected to beat, but they have struggled... Recently. Livingston, yeah, recently, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they have struggled at Livingston. They were absolute bystanders at Parkhead you know that, that it was only 1-0 but they weren't in that game at all so I think Rangers away from home coming to a pack tiny that's going to be a tough one for them Three, uh, a few days after having yeah. Villarreal in the 
in the Europa League. So yeah, that's that's definitely a tough game for Rangers, and it's one that Hearts can look at. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance I think if they come out early doors and just fire into Rangers, the thing is they can't go with a big man up front because they don't they don't have one. So I would pace on the wings because they've got Flanagan at left back and they'll have Tavernier at right and a genuinely a James Tavernier coming forward very good player defending he's awful so target that go at him and I think if they can push them the full backs back they'll be able to control the midfield more get more of the ball and have a better chance of winning the game mm. Yeah, I agree. I think the way to play against Rangers is, is, is to go at them. I think pace in wide areas is key to, to capitalise on Tavernier, who likes to go forward, and use just the Tyne Castle atmosphere. And I think lots of energy is required. Yeah. It's probably a similar uh, type type of team required when the one that when Levine and, and Levine set up when they said we need legs. They looked at Celtic last season mm-hmm. and they went with legs, and we spoke about that uh, previously. I think a similar type team is required. I think, like you say, Rangers will be coming off the back of the Europa League game. I think a, a team with energy, it might be youthful, but a team with energy, and I think they've got a good chance. Yeah, I mean... I've wrote down the seven games, Callum. I'm going to put my neck on the line here, and I think they'll get 11 points from those seven games. Which, points isn't, I'm which, isn't, which isn't a lot, but if I go through it, this is my prediction. We'll draw with Rangers. They'll draw with St Johnston away. They'll beat Motherwell at home. They'll draw with Livy away. It's a midweek game, that. It's, not it's a, a nice Friday night. Friday, Friday night. night, is it? Yeah. I think they'll draw with Livy. I think they'll draw with Aberdeen away. I think they'll beat Hamilton at home. And I think they'll draw with Hibs away. 11 points from seven games. All right, okay. Agree? Disagree? I'll disagree because I'm, I'm, I think I'm the optimist in the, in the, in the podcast here. <laughs> I think one thing that could be key for Hearts although it's not a forward that's returning Christoph Berra is playing 45 minutes tonight minimum in a friendly against Linlithgow Rose if it's on if, well <laughs> if but he's going to get minutes tonight and Levine's come out and said he's not going to rush him back I don't, I don't think there's quite a requirement to rush him back so quickly but if he gets minutes tonight and he looks okay he's talking about perhaps playing him against Rangers the thing is, the lift that yeah. that would give the whole team. Fair point. Just to have captain leader legend, better back, and that. So I mean, if if I go through, the thing is, though, Calma, yeah, I, I okay, get that, okay. I get that, but I still think the issues at Hearts at the moment is going forward. You know, you mm-hmm. take out you, you take out the Celtic games, three against Celtic in the cup, five against Celtic in the league. Conceded none against Hibs because he's only one against Kilmarnock. Okay, conceded two against St. Mirren. One was a 40 yarder volley from nowhere. I don't think conceding goals is a problem. I think it's going forward. But I take your point, it just raises spirits. Everyone, and I get that. everyone gets get a lift. So okay, what's your prediction then? If I go through it, Rangers three. Okay. St. Johnston, they're up and down, but realistically, they can be hit or miss. So, okay. you know what? I'll go three. Okay. I'll go three for Motherwell. Yeah. I'll go one at Livy. Mm-hmm. I'll go one at uh, Aberdeen. Yeah. I'll go three Hamilton. 
and I'll go zero at Easter Road. <laughs> so you're saying 14. I'm saying 14. 14 I'm saying 14. Yeah. Okay, so somewhere between 11 and 14, I'd probably say that's not a bad... Well, Hearts are, hearts are 24. Term. 24? 26. 26, sorry. 26 at the moment. So they pick up somewhere between 11... Points. You know, they're just off 40 points. Let's be you're honest. Yeah. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> what, what, let's be honest. Last season, Hearts finished with 49 Right, okay. Well, so you, you put that into context, yep. yeah, they've had a badge on the form, but if they can pick up these points here, then all of a sudden... I still say it, Cal, and I, I'll, I'll say this right now. If Hearts were being realistic to themselves, I think they've played 13, 13 games, I think, 13 or 14 games. If you were to say it then, 13, 14 games in, they had 14 games, I brought it down. Uh, 14, yeah. 14 games in, you're third. <laughs> a bit of handoff, Cal. This recent form has been blown proportion. Right now, they've had a very, very good season. Exactly, and I think if you look at it, and maybe if this sort of patch of form hadn't hit at all in a winner, as it were, maybe if these games had been broken up, you're looking at Hearts going, no, they've had a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, they've done really well. But it's because of their fantastic start that now, because they're on the form they're on, everyone's looking at it and going... Nah, nah, that's poor. So, mm. it's yeah, yeah. I think I think they're still in a very good place, and I still think that December is a make or break for them because if they're sitting with thirty nine forty points going into the winter break, where Vanacek arrives, the players will come back. Uche, Berra, Naismith. Yeah. All of a sudden, and they avoid any more ridiculous injuries, they can start to look ahead. And Levine will probably dip into the market in January as well. So okay. that's, I think it can still be, as long as they have a good December, they'll certainly be up there at the end of the season. They're certainly looking, in terms of squad depth, I think they're looking best to probably finish third this season if Rangers keep going the way they're going recently. Yeah. So I think uh, that would be a, a fantastic season. And if they're within a couple of points of, of Rangers come the split, then... Perhaps pushing for, for that second. OK, Cal, we'll move on to, to Hibs. Uh, we said that it was the international break of hell in between the, the two. Um, yeah. Hibs have dropped down, what, four places? Four or five places since then? Five, five. Yeah, uh, and we, we said, and we predicted that hopefully pre this international break they would kick on and after, you know, during the first half there when you find yourself 2 up, we thought, you, you know, Hibs are back. Um, but brought right back down down the earth and it was... It was like the good old days, you know. Well, that's the thing. Hibs, Hibs are back. Uh, yeah, two, yeah, two, nil up at Dund- two nil up at home to Dundee. Well, you were there, Cal. So, and just briefly, uh, talk us through the weekend's game now. Um, well, I got in and just uh, took my seat. I'm back on my feet again because Hibs have gone one nil up. And I thought, right, surely this is just going to be comfortable. And you go, go through the game. I text you to say that Dundee were actually playing... Some really nice football. Yeah, he said they that. were. They looked a lot better than their league position suggested, and mm-hmm. Hibs then went two 0 up without really playing. I wouldn't have said that Hibs deserved to be two 0 up, but they found themselves two 0 up, and it was Dundee sort of half chances. Ball down pulls off a good save from a Miller header, but they weren't really dominating mm-hmm. in any sort of way, and then they get a sloppy goal on well sloppy from. Hibs defending side of things on the stroke at half time and then a couple of minutes into the second half 
it's a fantastic finish from Paul McGuire. It's just get he chops inside. Paul Hanlon is absolutely he's he's been sold, mm. and it's a fantastic finish. And as soon as he cut back inside, I thought this is the equaliser. Yeah. Was it a deserved point for Dundee? Was it two points dropped from Hibs? Was it a point that you thought you know what probably was deserved? See if it point. was see if it was nil nil, I'd probably say yeah. But given the fact that Hibs went two 0 up, you're thinking, mm. how's that? How's that ended up? I mean, was there spun chances? Lennon said that Hibs spun some chances. <laughs> I know. I let me listen to to the radio on the weekend there. Boyle had one. He flashed. Was it wide across goal? Is that right or half chances? Never, never once was it a one on one to test Jack Hamilton in goals. Now, Jack Hamilton was nicknamed Flappy by the Heart Support. <laughs> Realistically, mm. paper balls in at him. You know, there was one that went in and he did sort of half heartedly uh, flat clear, and that's that's what you had to do. You know, play the opposition that you're up against. And mm. I think Mark Milligan, it was his worst game. Boyle was, Boyle slipped about five or six times. Mm. Get the right footwear on. Mm. That, that just, that, that, that just baffles me how. You know you're going to be playing wet conditions, yeah. But yeah, wear moldies. Was a where do you think? I was writing what same what I, what I mentioned last week that perhaps the Australia trio that we had, the effects of that. I think. Do you think? Like maybe with Boyle, given that he's he's never done that trip before. Milligan just looked off the pace. I thought McLaren, McLaren was fine, but the the thing about McLaren and Canberra is there's nothing between the midfield and the two of them and they're literally feeding off scraps is that Hibs problem then do you think yeah right now? I mean Scott Allen I've been saying it for the past six weeks mm. that's that's the answer but I mean the ref I don't like to blame the referee but Hibs, Hibs didn't deserve to win the game but the referee's mm. performance was absolutely shocking <laughs> I I lost count of the amount of times that Dan O'Day was trying to swap shirts with Canberra mm. in the first half. He was just going abs- constantly holding on to him and it was just, I don't know, I think the referee just very poor yeah. in, in general for both teams because there was a couple of handballs that he missed that were just like, wouldn't have given Dundee like a penalty or anything like that, but a decent free kick in a good area and just absolutely not seeing them. So... I think, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a tough time. A couple of international breaks. Uh, I think Hibs also had a, a free week due to Cup uh, semi-finals. Yeah, yeah. But, Calm, Hibs haven't won since the 6th of October. Yeah, since uh, smashing 6 past Hamilton. Since smashing 6 past Hamilton. Yeah. You know, three defeats, two draws. <sighs> what, what are we putting this down to? Is it the lack of a creative midfielder? Because we spoke now yeah, well, the last week or so. Malin, we were impressed at the start of the season, but with every passing game, we're realising that he's a bit of a passenger. It's a set piece threat. Yeah, and I'm not sure there's a lot more in. I mean, you've seen heads a lot more than me. Is he a tidy player in the ball? Is he keeping the ball quite well? But is it the final ball that he's keeping the ball well and he can certainly spray a pass? But I think. Malin started the season and he's buying goals in against Runovic, you know, and you're like, well, you know, but still he's good, good strikes, etc. But then he scores a couple of free kicks and you're like, well, you know, 
but it's just that sort of it looks to me like whenever Hibs get the ball forward they're almost looking for a foul in order to give Malin the chance for the set piece <laughs> that's that that it sounds ridiculous, yeah, but that played for three kicks on the edge yeah, of the ball, and it right? just mm. I think I think Malin needs to be played in a more forward area. Maybe if he was playing in the traditional number ten, we would see more from him. But you know, Daryl Horgan had a good twenty minutes and then disappeared from the game. So a few times he's done that, yeah, isn't it? He's, he's just not got the not got the legs. It seems. And you know, Pong came. came on, looked brilliant. He would take a player on. Do nothing for three minutes. Take a player on, and you can tell he's got ability. But is he interested? Mm. That's inconsistent formations. Players not performing, or players not good enough. Well, what? I think it's sort of perhaps a link of all three because he doesn't know his best team yet. No. Nope. Which when we're a quarter way through the season, that's slightly embarrassing. Yeah, that might be down to the fact though that there has there has been injuries in key areas like yeah. McGregor was has been out for a while. Both David Canberra Gay, Canberra, McLaren haven't been fully fit, so it has been losing losing that midfield three of McGinn, McGeoch, and Allen, but it, uh, in the off season there. But the thing for me is, every man in his dog knew that McGeoch was away. That Allen was going, yep. and that there was a ninety-nine percent chance that McGinn would go as well. Yeah, you can't be telling me that Hibbs didn't have a plan mm. to replace this quality. Yep. You know, when Alan Stubbs was in charge, Hibbs lost Scott Allen, brought in John McGinn, <laughs> and that's a plan. That's that <laughs> straight away. You're like, you know, he's he's quite good at submitting. We'll bring him in. Yeah. There was none of that. There's none. Like, don't get me wrong. Matt Milligan is a class act, but he's not. He's not John McGinn. He's not no. going to. He's not going to take the ball thirty-five yards and ping one in from twenty yards mm-hmm. at Ibrox or Parkhead. That's that's not what he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to break up playing the midfield and find a player that maybe can do that. So, Hibs been shortchanged. Hibs fans been shortchanged. You think? Promised. Well, you know, promised we would we would be. Uh, up there challenging but we're we're seventh you know and we're eight points off second promised everything you know biggest budget in history and don't get me wrong Hibs Hibs have spent money and I think Hibs do have a good squad there there is talent there but I think it's finding a formation a system that suits all of them because at this moment in time temporary blip or do you think it's going to be this type of season well if you look at it Last year, Hibs are fairly similar. Yeah. You know, Hibs, Hibs have been prone to the odd slip-up against a perceived weaker uh, opposition, you know? Yeah. So, maybe that is... I mean, Hibs drew with Dundee away before, this, before the winter break, etc. So, drew with St. Johnston away, drew with Hamilton... Well, got last beat season. off Hamilton at last home. Season. Sorry, yeah, last season. So, yeah. and this was when McGinn and McGill were playing so mm-hmm. it was the January transfer window that Jesus. Lennon yeah Lennon brought in and Hibs only lost two games after the winter break yeah. in the league so that's encouraging signs normally Hibs it's sort of January February that the, the wobble comes in <laughs> so it's just a little bit earlier this season but it's it's been inconsistent once he gets it right though should be all good yeah well should be in the 
Yeah. <laughs> the apt word there. Yeah. Do you think... Where, where do you see Hibbs being come end of the season? Now, fifth? Well, I saw something come out very recently with the average annual wage. Yeah, so, seen that. So, by budget, Hibbs should be fifth. Okay. You know, that's, you know, Hibbs, Hibbs are the fifth highest peers in in the Premiership so should be sitting fifth but realistically last season 67 points it's the highest total Hibs have had in like yeah. years so you're wanting to build on that Yeah, season tickets are up for you know and the goodwill that has been around the club ever since the Scottish Cup went you know that's not going to be there forever yep. so the fans have backed the club by but uh, buying season tickets, etc. Crowds are up, but if the product on the park starts failing, mm. you know, I don't think there's a more fickle set of fans in Scotland <laughs> than Hibs fans. So it could easily yeah. drop again. And, you know, manager the ability of Neil Lennon won't stay around. Mm. Okay. Well, if we look into December then, it's, yeah, it's a lot of games. Yeah. A lot of games. It's Kilmarnock Saturday away, then home to St Mirren, away to Hamilton, home to Celtic, home to Rangers, home to Livingston, away to Rangers, and finish the month at home to Hearts. Certainly winnable games in there. Yeah. But there's also... You know, your Achilles, oh. your Celtic, your Rangers twice and Hearts. So, your expectations for, for December? Would you like me to go first this yeah, time? Yeah, you can go first. Right, okay. Realistically, I'll do it realistically instead of with the green tinted glasses on, but <laughs> every single game is winnable for, for Hibs this month. So, okay. but I'll be realistic. Kilmarnock, a point. Okay. St Mirren at home, that's a win. Hamilton away, three points. Celtic at home on the 16th. Now, I will say three points, but my logic on this is if Celtic beat Rosenberg tomorrow, they still have something to play for yep. in terms of qualifying for the Europa League. Okay. So on the Thursday before that Sunday game, they are at home to Salzburg which would be a must-win game if they wanted to be in Europe after Christmas. You're absolutely full strength that night. So, they would 100% be going for it then. Mm-hmm. And if they've got that game, then I think Hibs can beat them on the Sunday. Okay. If Celtic are already out, then I'll say a point. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to go with three right. at this moment in time. Okay. Rangers at home. Now, again, my logic comes into this. That will be their third game in the space of six days. Okay. Because they play the same Thursday as Celtic. Yep. They will then play on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then they will play Hibs on the Wednesday night. So they have six games... Sorry, three games in six days. Right. Another reason why I'm saying Hibs for three points there. Okay. Livingston, three. Yep. Rangers away, none. Okay. And... Given the fact that what I predicted for Hearts in this game, I think you'll know what I'm predicting for, for Hibs in this game. 
So you're saying 19 points, but potentially 17. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm 12. 12. 12 points. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a, I think a point against Kilmarnock away. Right. I think it'll be St Mirren uh, at home. I think it'll be Hamilton away. I think we'll lose to Celtic at home. I think we'll draw with Rangers at home. We'll beat Livingston at home. We'll lose to Rangers away. And I think we'll draw with Hearts uh, at home. Right. I think I'll call that there. So... Yeah, I think I'll probably agree with you more on the 17. I don't think Hibs will go as much as 19, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> Fingers crossed they do, but well, uh, if it's somewhere between 12 and 17, I'd probably say it's not a bad... It's, um, not, it's not too bad Yeah. in terms of, but realistically, five games at home. Yeah, fair Hibs, point. Hibs have lost one game at home this calendar year. If that is still the case, then... It's, yeah. it's going to be interesting five but games at home yeah that's a fair <clears> point you know and we do have Celtic and Rangers at good, at good times you know there's a lot of games in that period for them there's a lot of games for even the likes of Hibs at this time let alone your Celtic and Rangers have got Europa League action as well there'll be old firm games to think about coming yeah. up in, around this time so you're right I mean if there's a time to play Celtic and Rangers it's it's in this period now December. yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say somewhere between sort of twelve and and seventeen would probably not a bad uh, return. It's not it's not a bad return, yeah. But I think that realistically, Hibs could go through this month and pick up something like five points. Well, you know, if if you wanted right, to, you if you wanted to look at it, yeah, you know, right. get beat off Kelly, beat St Mirren, draw with Hamilton away, get beat off Celtic, beat off Rangers, beat Livingston, get beat off Rangers, and draw with Hearts. Or yeah, get beat off hearts, you know, that's... It's minimal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, hopefully, uh, this time next week, we've, we've, we're in a, a better mood when it comes to Hibs and Hearts, and not yeah. so doom and gloom. Absolutely. Moving on to Edinburgh City, uh, Callum. Last week, we discussed that it would be a, a tough ask for, for City to come through against Inverness Cali, uh, the only team, I think, in Scottish football, am I right, in saying that they're undefeated in the league, potentially... The only team to, to have Oh, that. sorry, Cali. I Cali, was like, that is. City lost their second yeah, no, game against no, no. Elgin. What are you talking about? No, but no, Cali. Yes, yes, they are. They, um, are, they are undefeated, yes. But we did see they'd drawn a lot of games. So we had a so, cheap comment from me last week saying maybe it's a draw. But listen, City fell behind. But again, what character that team's showing, eh? I think... I don't know if Inverness maybe underestimated them or took the foot off the gas and thought that they could see the game out but from what I saw the highlights I genuinely thought that City, City were very comfortable I think you know he'll, he'll love me for saying this but I think the experience in the middle of the park that Lairdy brought just yeah. some some of his play yeah. was, was fantastic I, I wrote that down as well I've actually my words are how good is Laird because yeah. Every bit of good play that was coming from Ember City when they when they passed the ball forward was going through him. Yeah. Um. There was at least maybe five highlights there of him doing a little skill or playing a forward pass into strikers or, or the attacking midfielders and yeah, showing his experience and and his class to let's be honest, probably playing at Cali's level if I'm being quite honest. Oh, he's certainly got that ability. Yeah. I think you know he's a very very good footballer, but. What we said probably about two months ago was his games come on this season because of the signing uh, Andy Black yeah. and he's so important in that middle of the park alongside Lairdy yeah. to be able 
to just he, he he basically he's the Claude McAuley in Brazil. You know, he gets <laughs> in there, he wins the ball, and he just he finds another teammate. You know, yep. and he does it brilliantly. Absolutely, you know, I think he I think he got man of the match on Sunday, if I'm honest, mm. which just shows again how how good he's been. Yeah. Story of the game certainly Cali had the be- the better chances in the first half. I thought yep. Antil made a really good block, stayed big. Then he pulled off another really good save. Austin went through again. He stayed. He stayed big. Tipped it over the bar. Yeah, he was good. Uh, but they did fall behind, and it'll be a, a disappointing goal for, for Ember City as a whole. To, to see the set piece, that's going to frustrate them. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they have a very tall team. It's not it's not ideal. Gets the back post first thing I said when I saw the uh, the goal. Have a guy on the back post. Yeah. And does that go in? No. You know, it's that sort of. <laughs> That's why always two men on the post, and I know that there'll be lots of people listening going, yeah, no, I always like to have two men on the post. So it's, it's that sort of, if there's another man on the post there, does that get cleared away? But I think Cali, without having so much of the ball, they, they did create the better chances. Yeah. So the the save from Polworth was really good, but at times they looked like they were able to, to cut open City, who, you know, I was, I was out, unfortunately. I couldn't see the game, so... When I saw that they'd got to 20 minutes, having checked the score, I was like, well, it's certainly a, an improvement on last week. Yeah. They conceded a goal quite late on in the half. That, that would have disappointed them as well. They would like to have maybe get into, got into half-time nil-nil. Yeah, so, again, just showing that character, though. You know, because second half, the chances were... When you look at the highlights back, there wasn't a lot in the game, really, no, second think, half, certainly. I think it was definitely sort of midfield battle and there wasn't a lot of football playing in the final third, but... The longer it went on, you just had a feeling, didn't you? you just, yeah. uh, certainly I had a feeling, the longer it went on at 1-0, you're always going to get a chance. And, and they took it. You know, Thompson, a deep free kick right in the halfway line, direct flat ball into the... right in the middle of the, middle of the box, target man Henderson... And we always say it, Callum, you might not win every header, but it makes it difficult for yeah. for defenders to get a clean header. And that's what happened. You know, goalkeeper and defender both going for the same ball, but Henderson's there to yep. cause a bit of issue. Just, yeah. Defender headed up in the air, lands at Liam Henderson's feet, and, and he's a hero. Gets that's, equaliser. It's a great finish, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, On his weaker side as for, well. For a centre half to just casually slot that home side footed. Great finish when that could have, you know, he could have hit a defender or just just whatever. absolutely rattled it and smacked it over. You know who yeah, knows. Yeah, you're right. So for him to have that composed finish, but you're right. What we've said about Blair Henderson in the past is he doesn't score every goal. He doesn't have every assist, but when he's up there challenging, it brings other players in. And Liam Henderson, right place, right time. Yeah. Fantastic goal, and what they deserved, I think. I think so too. I think so too. The replay is a week, uh, a week's time. They're uh, playing Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday, yeah, yeah. So, so next week, uh, that'd be quite tough, won't it? Up there midweek, especially in a part-time side. Yeah, that's, I think that's 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 it's certainly going to be a very tough game for them. There's let's not there's no no bones about it. That's that is going to be very tough going up there on a Tuesday night when. You know, the majority of the squads will have to be getting half days, etc. to yep. be going up there. I think, you know what? If they keep it tight up there, maybe <laughs> maybe Cali take their eye off the ball. Yeah. Maybe maybe they can sneak it. 
tell you something, Cali won't want it to go into penalties because they are they are very good at them. But yeah. even even optimistically, I would say penalties is their their best. I think, yeah. I, 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 me personally, I just think it is now a game too much. I think, like you say, adding in all all the other things That's against Edinburgh City you know the part time side midweek away up to the Highlands I mean going up to the Highland, Highlands anyway to play a game on a Saturday is a tough ass with, with a three and a half hour journey up there let alone midweek when you yeah. when you chuck in uh, work work commitments and all that so yeah I think it's going to be tough uh, but listen it's, they're, in, they're in they're in it for a round or a game further than they probably expected so yeah, yeah well, fair play to them the thing is the incentive is there for them True. to Get the result against Cali, and then it's a home tie against East Coast. You know, it's oh, a buy-in in the next round. <laughs> Finally, Ember City are back in league action. It seems ages yeah, since we spoke couple about of weeks. a, a yeah. league game with them. It's Queens Park at Ainsley Park uh, this weekend. Queens Park, I mean, quite an inconsistent side. They're currently yeah. seventh in the league. If you look at the recent results, going back to their league form, uh, take it midweek, but the, the previous game to that, they beat Peterhead two 0 at the yeah. National Stadium they then played Connors Key who now Ember yeah. City face they got beat 2-1 uh, there they then played Wraith they lost 3-0 Wraith are a good side this season not uh, no embarrassment no there. real embarrassment yeah. there exactly but the midweek game all hurt them they lost 2-0 midweek there to, to Cowdenbeath a team uh, in and around about the same area yeah, as they're, them they're on a decently run Cowdenbeath yeah, they, so they've done not too badly Queen's Park inconsistent Ember City, surely the league has to be the focus. Oh, of course. You can't course. have mind on mind on Tuesday night. No, Do you expect no, no, no. City to pick up three points the weekend? Yes, yes. Uh, I would agree with that. I think Queen's Park did City a massive favour yeah. by beating Peterhead a couple of weeks ago. That meant that they went back top of the league. Looking at it now, I think that there might be a couple of changes from from last week. But I think uh, I think they've got enough about them to to beat Queens Park. If I'm honest, when when they won it two 0 at the National Stadium, it was two going on five or six. They were by far mm. the better team that day. I think they had two stonewall penalties turned down. It's one of those games where I really think that they will come through it. And if we can see another strike like uh, Green Taylor's, then yeah, that's right. you know we'll certainly be in for a cracker. But I think I think they will pick up the three points and then they can look at the game against Inverness absolutely no pressure enjoy it as a free and just hit. enjoy it yeah, yeah that's it hit. but yeah it's now back to the, the real business and it's it's, yeah, a, it's, it's, a, it's the bread and butter this weekend yep. and realistically it has to be three points has to be three points, be three points. Yeah. move into the, the low league and it's taken a while for me to say this Cal it's taken, we go. It's taken a long time but Spartans have won a game uh, <sighs> First win since the 8th of September. First win since E. McFarlane was on the Ember Football Podcast. I so don't know if that's our fault or his fault. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we will take the blame. But they absolutely came, not. It was all super. They came through in a classic. A 4-3 win. And by the way, they almost chucked it. I'm, I'm not going to lie, but... Well, for the past few weeks, been sitting going... They've been in winning positions. They have chucked that away. So you're looking at it and going 1-0 up. 2-0 up, I'm going, brilliant, brilliant. Just just have nine men on the line. Just <laughs> shore up this. You've got a two-goal lead, you know, take that. And then 
you text me saying that he's still going to pull one back and I thought oh no yeah. oh no and then all of a sudden two quick goals before half time go- yeah uh, Blair Atkinson completes his hat trick what Spartans have been missing a, a goal scorer for the past few weeks and you know three three goals on Saturday puts them 4-1 up at half time and I'm thinking there we go that's it that's it all done and dusted you then got in touch to say that surprisingly Chris McKee had been sent off <laughs> for picking up two yellows which I think I think it might be his first red in his career I'm not sure and but somehow still against 10 men Spartans almost contrived to throw away yeah Alan gets one back and then McCaffrey gets one back minutes later and it's 4-3 and then Stevenson gets sent off so it's 10 men all for the last few minutes but they managed to see it out but oof. I mean the main thing Callum is, is they've got over the line yeah no it's the, the performance doesn't matter so much the nature of the win doesn't matter so much it's the fact that for the first time in a few months they've won and that's all that matters they can now start to look ahead yeah. and the atmosphere in the camp will be so much so much better because let's yeah. be honest you're looking back big weight off the shoulders now you're, all of a sudden games are coming up that you know there's games in there that traditionally they should have won yeah but now you're looking at it and now that's saying that to you right they've had a let's know two, two bones about it. they've had a horrible couple of months yeah I mean some tough games in there yes some yeah. tough games but they've had a horrible a horrible run yeah and if I was to tell them that you've come at the back of that horrible run but you're still only seven points off Kelly same games played albeit East Kilbride have got a game in hand so well, maybe go ahead uh, well East Kilbride's I think they've got two in hand on Kelly but whatever it is but uh, at this moment of time seven points behind Kelly it's not a shocking because in the run that Kelly have been on and the yeah. form that Spartans have been on oh absolutely that's not that's not awful that's not insurmountable you know that that's not you know 20 points and there's no chance they're holding on to the title that's 7 points and you know we run I agree I, I, it needs them though. I, if I'm honest I think they're light I think they're, they're light in terms of of, of numbers uh, I know they've, they've recently um, lost another another player Smith is out for a while. Is out for a while. Torn hamstring. Uh, Brenner's out for a while. Yeah, I think. Big even, I think big even. Player. I think even as much as, as what, the season. And it's long term. Right. It's a long term injury. Smith. I mean, a torn hamstring isn't clearing up overnight, is it? That's another couple of months. Probably not. No. <sighs> Losing another player, as I said just a few days ago. Uh, Grinchy moving on. They need players, and they need players in quick calm. Do you think they need to pull the tap into the loan market here? Well, Strikers wise, you know, they've only got uh, Steven. McDonald, Stevens, and yeah. Atkinson. I, I mean, I played with them. I see him more as a as a wide sort of striker, a wide forward. I, I don't see him as an out and out striker. Uh, they're lighting that position. I think they need maybe to tap into the loan market just to get people in well, in quick. If if they are struggling, you know, get in touch. I'll put the boots on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them. I'll give them that option. You know. In uh, serious, no. Do, do you think they do need to maybe tap? I think. In that? I think yes. I think that would be wise. You look at civil service. They've recently done that by bringing in the Dubro- Dubrovsky. Yeah. Almost. Well, what, Dubrovsky. Yeah. From from Hibs. Um, yeah. In in the sticks. So. 
it would certainly certainly give them give them a little bit more up front. Even then, look at the lad Peyton, the, the job he's doing at, at Gala. Yeah, let's be honest. Sony, so it, well, yeah. Yeah, I think... Players if, are out there to get in. Of course, and if they can utilise some contacts, then, you know, hopefully hopefully they can find someone just to show themselves up because, like you say, they are a little bit light up there. And then maybe come January, eh, maybe try and get players in permanently mm. for, for the rest of the season, maybe try and make a couple of signings because I just think depth-wise, it's still a little bit light. Um, but I think loans in the interim would be... Not a bad shout to get them th- through this next Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. This weekend, they, they play Friday night. Um, League 2 action takes priority uh, for Edinburgh City. So it's Friday night action for, for Spartans. It's Newton Grange. Uh, they beat Seville after extra time a few weeks ago. Nice Friday night game. Uh, where do you see this one going? Well, if I'm honest, I think after Newton Grange beat Seville... I sat there and said that game gets replayed a hundred times. Civil win it 98, 99 times. I think it was just a lack of squad depth at the time hit Civil. Spartans at home Friday night. I think this is a great opportunity to to back up the result from from Saturday. And I think it's very important that they come away with a result here mm. in the Football Nations qualifying football Nations. cup. Yeah, I think it's the Football Nations. Uh, I think it's actually going to be a tough game, and I say that because Newton Grange, new to this pyramid system, system yeah. uh, I think junior teams or <laughs> former junior teams for the next few seasons are going to see any game against a, a lower league side as a scalp. Of course, yeah, no, uh, I agree. And I think that's going to raise their game. Uh, I think well, I think they'll raise their game a lot, and and they'll go out there seeing this as as a, an opportunity to face a Spartans team who've had a difficult period. Yeah. To go and and maybe make a little bit of a name for themselves. No, I I absolutely agree, and I'm not saying that it's going to be a walkover mm. because Newton Grange have had a fantastic season so far. Yeah. And you know, as much as I was saying that I think Civil would beat them in a similar type game. I think that they thoroughly deserved their win yep. against the Strollers. So they will go into this game with a little bit of confidence that they've beaten civil service. You know, they can they they would love to get the scalp of last season's champions. Yeah. So you're saying what well, Spartans by maybe one one or two goals? I think it will be tight, but I think Spartans need to back up. Yeah. Need to back up. Moving on to the other red and white, uh, civil service. Uh, they came through, we said it was a a game against a, an inconsistent Gretna. We said it'd be probably quite, quite difficult. You thought it'd be comfortable. I thought it'd be quite, quite tricky for them. Yeah. They fall behind the game, Callum. Yeah. But again, show character and win the game in the second half. But the, the goal was quite slack. The first, the, the goal. Yeah. Get this goal. If we're talking about static defending for the second submitting goal, hmm. we can talk about static defending for the Gretna goal. There, it's poor. Very. Slack. Just watching instead of reacting to what's going on and boy as a simple finish from about eight yards gets it in there and looking at that I mean I expected Civil to win the game by all accounts I mean I spoke to Guff uh, spoke to Guff and he said it was deserved it was a deserved three points Um, so (laughs) what he actually said was the number of chances I mean the highlights only show the goals but he said the number of chances that they missed were were quite incredible so I think a 2-1 paints a 
when you look at it, just the result yeah. it paints a, a different picture but I think Stivell were, were pretty comfortable in the game uh, the equaliser I mean what uh, a ball as soon what as I've seen it ball. yeah I mean this, this is somebody that's played with with Sparky for a long time this is Cam alongside me that's seen snippets of Sparky so I've when, seen him in when, a few when, games. When, when Callum seen it, he said, you know, what a pass absolutely meant. When I seen it, I said, absolutely no danger. He's trying to hit Froud. Uh, having spoke to Sparky, uh, he admits himself he was trying to hit Froud. But it is an unbelievable poll. It's an it? unbelievable poll. And by ball. the way, what a run from there as well. Yeah, no, he's just like, we can we can talk all day that yes, maybe he meant to hit Froud, but you know what? I'd be sitting there going, absolutely meant it. Did, <laughs> did Ronaldinho mean to lob him in? Who knows? You know, that's that's the sort of, it was a fantastic ball in, takes I think eight Gretna players out of the yeah. equation and leaves me an absolute sitter, you know, and takes full advantage of it. Yeah. The second goal, quite controversial. Uh, Strange one. I think uh, is it Hopkinson and Churchy both go for the same ball. Well Hopkinson is off. Uh, Hopkinson's definitely off. Then slows down. Then just stops running. Churchy runs. But he does from, make he does make Five, six steps towards the ball. Is he interfering with play though? That's the that's for me. No, because you know I want our teams to win. So he gets onto it, and for the second week in a row, scores in very late on to get Seville a massive three points. And not for the first in this season either. Looking back at the Forest game as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, what a goal that was! Yeah, but and then chipped in. I mean, this is the reason. I mean, we're going to go on to Player of the Month, but he will be in there. Yeah, because 100%. of the, the goals not, not because of his goal against Forest months ago, <laughs> but um, no, I think I think you're right. He's a good season. Here's a weird fact though. He's a bit like Aaron Ramsey. All of a sudden, remember a few years ago, whenever Aaron Ramsey scored, a celebrity died. Right? <laughs> Where do you go, man? Right, right, wait for this. Wait for this. Right. So he scores the winner against Whitehill. Gaffer goes next couple of days. Scores the winner against Gretna. Gaffer's gone. Has he gone? Is he? Yeah. So. Wow. Genefield Swifts. Genefield Swifts. If he's popping up in the last minute to win the game, Gaffer's gone. And it's, I know it's ridiculous and it's probably not related, but there you go. There you go. That's so what is, you it, get. is it? Is it the civil factor? Is it the Churchill factor? That's it. It's the, the sort of Aaron Ramsey esque. The at least he's not killing people. I think that's that's what matters. <laughs> well, looking at uh, looking at this weekend's game, I. I think regardless of the result, I don't think the Genefield manager will be getting the sack because they've had a good season this far, Cal. Really? They're second in uh, League C of the East of Scotland League. Eight wins, two draws, and back on the 18th of August, they beat East Kilbride 4-1. That's no mean feat. <laughs> but that's a good season. No defeats, Cal. No defeats in the league. Eight wins, two draws, second. Uh, they're on a decent run. Tough. Well, this could be a, a real tricky game for Civil. That... Yeah, I mean, there's no arguing with stats that you're throwing at me there. Let's be honest, you know, they took four off East Kilbride. That's a fantastic result. Great season so far, and, you know. They beat Stirling Uni seconds last weekend. I think they've seen the score 9 1 or something. You know, so. Okay. But again, this these leagues, we don't know in this precise moment in time. Because, yeah, the, I mean. We just, we just don't know. I was a guy that thought A, B, and C was. Yeah. The, the best teams were any etc but you correctly informed me that they're, it's just they're, they're playing a team in confidence I'd imagine scoring a lot of goals week in week out mm-hmm. depending on opposition uh, it's going to be a tricky game it's and Civil cannot allow slack goals to continue no no that's that's certainly true they're 
last couple of goals that they've conceded haven't been brilliant, but they've got resolve in the squads. I think the the signing of Dubrovsky strengthens, and you know they're very solid throughout the team, and I think that you know I think they will pull off the result. This weekend, our last game, it's Friday night, Ember Uni. Uh, a way to BSC. They had no game last weekend, they had a free week, so it was it had been a weekend behind the books or watching Jeff and the boys for them. But it's a way to BSC Friday night. Another big name in the Lone League. Uh, in the Lone League. They're going to have to put in a similar display as they've shown against your Spartans, your Kelty, your East Cobrides, your East Stirling uh, only two weeks ago. Where do you see this one going, Callum? A point? Well, a good result? You know what? I'll bring out what you said a couple of weeks ago when they went through to East Stirling on a Friday night. Friday night game is a leveller. It's a fair point. It's a leveller. fair point. You know, BSC boys will be sitting, working all day, etc. Probably not eating as they should before a game. You know, boys, off all day. John. You know, maybe a couple of classes, who knows? So <laughs> they'll they'll fire through at Glasgow. And... Alwa. Play the Oh, so they do, aye. <laughs> so they do. <laughs> to meet Glasgow, BSC to meet, Glasgow. To meet BSC Glasgow. Oh, that's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> You know what? I think they can go through. Uni, Uni have surprised us. Yeah, and hopefully they keep doing. Keep, I th- keep I th- going. I think they, I think they can get a result there. I think I think a point. I think a point is the minimum that they can come away with. I think they can win there. Well, time will tell, and ho- and hopefully they do. And if they do, it'll be an unbelievable run, and that run will, will keep going. Yeah. Okay, that is all from from the podcast. A, a lot, <laughs> a lot put into that. A lot of content. Uh, Next week we'll put a poll out for Player of the Month. Me and Callum are still trying to work out our top four. Uh, with Hibs and Hearts having a, a brutal spell, it's been quite difficult. It Spartans has. have been in a tough run as well, so it's been difficult to come up with names. Yeah. Churchill, definitely we're chucking in there straight away. And I think Blair Henderson with the goals, a couple of goals during November, I'd imagine he'd probably find his way in there. But still a lot of a lot of head clashing between me and Callum to try and come I up with some names. I was going to say, you threw in... <laughs> You've thrown in uh, a name there that wasn't, but no. To be fair, we'll we'll have a look and you know, hopefully, pick out four names that deserve to be there, and we'll we'll get there. Also, just a slight bit of sort of begging, really. Fifty percent of our listeners come through Apple Podcasts. All right, nice, straight in. I'll come to that stat. We're stat About fifty percent of our listeners come through Apple Podcasts, so. And, if you are listening on Apple, if you could rate the podcast, then that just means that we can get to more people, more listeners, etc., and the podcast can grow. So and we if you would can, be yeah. thankful if, yeah. if people could do that. If you can keep spreading the word, retweeting on Twitter, all that, it is much appreciated. Um, but as Callum says, Apple Podcast, give that rates and it'll do us a, a big favour. Callum's looking at me saying... Stop begging. Aye, that's enough. That's Stop enough. begging. <laughs> but uh, no, that's all. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been Andrew. I've been Calm. And that was Ember Football Podcast.